Welcome everyone to a Delco Nerd Network hot take. Guys, if you haven't seen a hot take before, well, it's where a few friends get in a basement and we give our thoughts, we give our opinions on a TV show, a movie, or a game today. It's going to be a movie, and that movie is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. My name is Anthony Riguchi, and here to discuss my esteemed guest, fresh off the uh, fresh off the archaeological dig, Dr. Pat Donovan, back again. Pat how are you, man? Glad Hi. to have you back. I know we did the Indiana Jones rewind review, like in anticipation for this movie. So we're finally full circle, man. Yeah, I'm I'm quite well. Yeah. <laughs> Good to be back. Yeah, thank you for coming back. Um, all right. So here we are. Why don't you start us off, man? I was I was gonna do it in like um, trio couldn't make it today, um, but I wa- how I wanted to do it was sort of do it in like um, who saw it first order, which would be you. You saw it IMAX. Um, probably not 3D. Just no, random. IMAX 2D. And saw it in King of Prussia. Yeah, using their digital IMAX projector, which yes. is quite nice on that, yeah. that beautiful silver screen in that new auditorium. Yeah. So, what did you think? Was where, it? Uh, where was your bar? How did you feel going in? Go for it. Whatever you want. Okay. So, this is the first movie that's not directed by Steven Spielberg. It's not written by George Lucas. So, this is the first Indiana Jones movie, like full length motion picture, that is not directly uh, the brainchild of those two individuals. Correct. Um, yeah. This was written by a whole lot of people, and it's directed by... Um, James Mangold. Thank you. James Mangold, <laughs> our good friend. And Mangold is... Friend uh, of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I, I've, been, I've enjoyed his work since Copland, since he worked with... Sylvester Stallone, that and Ray Liotta, that goes to back back in the the nineteen nineties. Nineties, okay. Yeah, so he's been around a long time, right? And and his work is is really influential. Like we have Peter Berg, the the actor turned film director. He did like uh, uh, what was the what was the the oil reserve movie with Mark Wahlberg? He's he's not um, it's like Horizon. It's, it's like Not, I'm getting like black. Deepwater Horizon. Deepwater Deep Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> Peter Peter Berg is an actor. He was an actor who was working on the movie Copland, and he was introduced to Mangold. Then Mangold was directing movies. And Mangold showed him how to direct a movie using flashcards. So any point is, is he's got a lot more influence than I think most people realize. And you know, he's he directed Logan. I mean, he's done he's done a bunch of. Uh, was that the last thing he did? I feel like yeah. I don't know. I was like he had to have done something in between, but but, he, but he's he's done identity, he's done horror movies, he's done you know cop dramas, he's done superhero movies. So he is he's a talented guy, and I've liked him for a long time, and I was excited to see what he did with the property, especially after the disappointment that was the last movie, and mm-hmm. um, you know there 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 was a huge amount of negative press that came out for this one right away which, oh yeah the four on IGN was, <laughs> this, was like a big like how and I don't agree with that four I you know the thing about it is I'm actually grateful for that in a way because what it did was it took my um, it took my expectations <laughs> and, and, it, and it really brought it down to reality I, when I yeah. went into the theater I thought all right I know that I'm not going to see one of the original three movies okay right. We're going to be seeing someone else's interpretation of this property at a different point in time, and I'm excited to see that because I like the guy who I like the guy who's making it, and uh, I was not disappointed with the movie at all. I I thought it was a a light, breezy, fun, action-packed spectacle picture, 
And it's it's exactly the kind of movie that I want to go see when I go to summer summer at the movies. So do that. I th- I mean, yeah. This I feel like this movie is kind of c- kicking up. I, honestly, correct me if I'm wrong, man. I think one of the biggest summer movie seasons ever. Like like you know, we have Mission Impossible next week, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Um, I don't know what's after that, but we have like four huge movies maybe you can throw the flash in there if we're 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 feeling nice okay (laughs) but like we're like we have a big july for movies and i I, like even last year like it was just like top gun maverick and like that killed it and like really carried the summer box office but you know we're we kind of have like a nice spree of movies here and i i happen to agree with you i do think it's entertaining i did enjoy it um it is definitely not as bad as the crystal skull yeah absolutely not we didn't start off with a CGI groundhog. We started off with a, a nice reel would look like a lock on a door. And I was like, I was that's the first thing I was like, I'm like, are they going to do like a CG shot right in the beginning? Let's see it. Let's see it. And I was like, ah, they didn't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I think fun is like a very good way to describe this movie. Um, I, while I was thinking about it, like sort of after I saw it, I feel like I was like kind of picking it apart. There are some things like I don't, enjoy like i don't really like helena shaw at all i like i really couldn't understand what they were trying to do with her character was she like a piece of shit that you like don't like or was she like a redeemable character like i almost kind of wish they made her the villain i think it would have been more interesting because they kind of kept teasing you with that like a few times like she would have like these fake outs but i was kind of like oh is this is this where she turns like i'm I'm, like believing this and i'm like oh no no she's just She's just pulling a goof on uh, Mads Mikkelsen here. Um, yeah, and I and there were, like, a few other things. Like, uh, I, we definitely have to talk about Harrison Ford's de-aging, which looked good, but what threw me uh, off, the voice. Still shots looked good. Whenever they do a slow, a slow shot of his face or a still shot, it looks great. Whenever he, the first, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie, and this is... This is my this is my opinion. The first thirty Absolutely. minutes of the movie is just uh, some consistently poor decisions with CGI. <laughs> like they, they really did not have to do. It looks like right. It's, it looks like a bad cartoon. It's dark on, on top of them. Like it's trying to hide like what just you're saying when it's do when, something else. Right. You know, you don't. It doesn't have to be that. Did way. the voice stand out to you as like it sounds like eighty year old Harrison Ford on, I would say a thirty something year old Harrison Ford's body, and it like didn't like I I couldn't disassociate i was like i know this is fake like i couldn't buy it there's this there's this it's it's this thing it's called the uncanny valley yes you're familiar with the okay yeah i mean to explain all right well the uncanny valley is human beings when we look at something if it's supposed to look real and it's not quite real there's something even if we can't put our finger on What's not real about it? It disturbs us. It, it has this, Polar uh, Express is like, yeah. I feel like the great example of that where uh, I feel like anyone at any time anyone brings that movie up, Uncanny Valley. It's like the first thing anyone talks about. So, you know, right out the gate, we've got some Uncanny Valley issues. Uh, I mean, a, a, a series, it's a very well-directed, well-constructed action sequence you can tell that he really put a lot of thought into every single one of those shots and there's there's good humor involved there Mm -hmm. it's got all of these elements that are not just reminiscent of indiana jones but you can tell this is this is the movie he really he's excited to make i feel like there's enthusiasm behind it 
However, the whole time I'm slightly off put by all of these really weird face replacement shots. Did they uh, did they do it with Mads Mickelson? Like I kind of yeah, oh really, yeah, they de-aged Mads absolutely. Because uh, you know what was funny? Just, I, I mean, it's it's the the, the age difference is, is much less. True. So it's not as drastic, drastic a change. I was waiting for a. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll get we'll get to the time travel of it uh, at some point. But I was kind of waiting. I'm because I was looking at Maz and I'm like, he doesn't look like he aged a day. In my opinion, <laughs> that was that's funny. Yeah. Like I really didn't. I'm, I guess like I'm used to looking at Maz Mickelson, but there was something that like I'm like I almost could not tell the difference. I'm like. Is there something mystical at play here as to how he survived that pole to the face? Like, I, that's all I was thinking about. I'm like, how is he, like, okay? No big scar, no dis- disfigured yeah, okay. face. Like, I was kind of expecting that. So I was like, oh, they're going to reveal that, like, maybe he, like, ha- like, he was able to, like, access the dial's power and, like, like reverse age himself. I was waiting for that. I don't know. It sounds like you did not, like, no, expect that. I, I did. I, I just... <laughs> I'm like just watching a normal I'm, movie. <laughs> when, when, when I when I go to a movie, I am willfully ignorant. Okay, like I, that's, what, a, that's, what, a, that's a good quality to have. Sometimes I I'm not interested. Like I don't have this. Um, there are some people that enjoy going into a movie and picking it apart. Right. That's yeah. That's this like this strange egotistical uh, journey. People people have. love they, doing that with they, like they, the plot. Yeah, they rip it apart Figuring and then they get afterwards and they're like, like, oh, it's so fake, it's so stupid. I'm like, all right, well, you successfully ruined that movie for yourself. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Because it, it's the willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. You know, you, you have to go into it with this sort of childlike, I don't know, faith, and you want and you want and you want to be taken on. You want to be fooled. And don't get me wrong, that didn't ruin the movie for me. But I was just like, it was just like I was thinking about it, and I'm like, this is this is odd. Obviously, Harrison well, Ford is 80 years old in real life. Matt Mickelson's probably like approaching 60s i would imagine what you're talking about is is after the fact consider going back and considering and thinking about the movie that's not exactly the same thing i, right. I was referring to yeah. you know i i've done this i do the same thing you know when i i talk to my buddy tony you know he's he, he'll send me these like snide little <laughs> like he's thinking about it and it and it's ticking him off and i'm, I'm just kind of like brush that stuff off to the side but this is an interesting situation what did you think about harrison ford coming back to it do you feel like he Kind of gave it his all. Did did he phone it in? What'd you think? One hundred percent, he gave it his all. I'm very proud. I of him. would agree with you. He, yeah. you know, the thing is, is the the big complaint that one of the bigger complaints that I had with the last movie was they were trying to, I don't know, it was like they were trying to pretend he was still thirty years old. He, you know, this the same thing they did with Star Wars, right? When they brought they brought they brought him back, and he was he was dressed the same way, he was acting the same way. Right. It's like this nostalgia trip that they're trying to, to pawn off. I, I am that audience, and I'm not buying it, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at, um, if you look at Last Crusade, right? They 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 bring James, literally the coolest guy on planet Earth, is his dad. They bring Sean Connery back as James Bond, but he doesn't play James Bond. He's not pulling guns out and trying to you know, like grab women. He's not doing any of that young guy stuff. There's no action sequences around him. He's playing his age. And that's what I felt that they really didn't do in the last movie, and they really did very well in this movie, was they did justice to the character. First, first I'm, sitting there with, I'm sitting there with my buddies, and I say, he needs to retire. <laughs> you know, <he's, laughs> and then the next sequence is him retiring. I'm like, that's good writing. They, you know, yeah. it, they, they were respecting the time period. They're, they're respecting the character. That, to me, means a lot. I do kind of, like... 
I don't know how you feel about this with like movies. Like I think like the Expendables franchise is kind of like based on the fact that these are a bunch of old action stars and they're old and we're going to tell you they're old like every chance we get. I, I feel like that gets a little tiring and like they did it here obviously and, and it seems to you li- that you liked it but I'm kind of just like I get it. Harrison Ford is old. Right? Like I feel like I don't need to be like told. You felt it- like that was that was over. You felt like that was too much. I wouldn't say too much, but I think I'm just acutely aware of the fact that, the, like, you know, pro- I think it's safe to say that this is Harrison Ford's last Indiana Jones. He will not be coming back. Whether he... <laughs> he, he said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you. like, but you never know. But Harrison Ford's age is... I mean, is, 80 is, years old. It's, right. And, and that's not to disparage him. I, th- I thought he got around pretty well. You know, they used... Obviously, they used a bunch of stunt doubles. But in Raiders of the Lost Ark, they used a lot of stunt doubles. That's not... Yeah. That's not necessarily a new thing. But... I thought his his personal action was way dialed down. He's not, you know, jumping from car to car. He's not not really doing those kinds of spectacular stunts. Now, he does in the beginning during the de-aging, which makes sense. But then later on in the movie, you know, he's in a car. You know what I mean? Stuff right, like that. Right. But that's, you know, he still has those reflexes, I guess, is what they're trying to say. But at the same time, he's not capable of doing the same over-the-top heroic feats. He's not holding onto the Mercedes sign like he does in Raiders and falling underneath the car and then, you, you know, yeah. climbing underneath the car. Yeah. That or, let, and I think, let me just, let me take it a step back. I think I'm just tired of that, the the age trope in movies in general. Not this movie. It's just the fact that I knew they were going to do it. So I was kind of waiting for it. It's like, oh, he's retiring. He's old, you know. Uh, you know, but like, I guess that makes sense, right? What else are they going to do? Like you said, it, ma- it like, it just makes sense that they're going to, He's retiring from what college does he work at in this movie? Uh, he's in. I think he's in Chicago. I don't. Is that um, where he? I, I thought so. it was like. Is this New York, Chicago? I, I couldn't. Chicago. Okay, I couldn't like tell. Where did, do you remember where he is in Crystal Skull? No. Yeah, I was just like, is this the same place? I don't but, know. <laughs> but I love that you know the the when he's teaching his class. You know, in the first movie, you know, you've got this the, the, uh, the beautiful, the hot professor, yeah, guy, and, and right. she and she's you know got love you printed on her eyelids, and she's blinking them at that sort of thing. Time has changed, and then and now, yeah, now nobody's listening to him. Nobody cares what he has to say. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I think that is uh, appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's realistic. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that scene up because I that's the first thing I thought. It's like ah, I remember when he was the hot professor, yeah. and they were like. You know, girl, like this class was full, and now nobody gives a shit. Nobody, res- it's it's a lack of respect. And I think Mads Mikkelsen, um, Schmidt has a line, and he says something like, something about like the world doesn't respect people like them anymore. Um, I guess like archaeologists, people like looking for, or like historians, I guess, even if you want to bring it to a more general sense. And I think he's kind of right. He's I mean, not wrong. Mathematicians, or, you know, p- the people who are in the limelight today are the people who are going to the TV, moon. TV, well, they're TV personalities or they're, they're influencers, you know, YouTube influencers. They're not mathematicians. They're right. not archaeologists. Right. You know, that's why. And it, it, I also thought that that was, again, this, and this is something they did do well in Crystal Skull is that they did the time period very, 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 very well. Yeah. And that's all credit goes to Mangold for that, which is, the, you know, it's, it's the moon landing, so we're in the late 60s, we've got the hippies, um, you know, we've, we've got uh, German scientists. Yeah, sorry. Why, thank you. German scientists <laughs> in, uh, why, Anthony? Uh, German, <laughs> <laughs> German scientists working in the United States 
in high in higher positions. Yeah. Right. You know, X not. You know that kind of right. thing. Which, X, ha- which, which happened, absolutely happened. Which That's, I thought was interesting, and I kind of wish they went in on a little bo- bit more. I like that. The um the black CIA agent. I thought she was really interesting because I'm like, why is she working with these like goons? Like it didn't like I'm like, what's going on here? Why yeah. is the government kind of like tolerating uh, his hired his hired guns? And then she dies, and I'm like, ah. And then we never really got any more of that because I found that interesting. And you know, he like things in life are unsatisfying sometimes. You know, <laughs> you, you, you know that that's what makes. Uh, death in life interesting and tragic is that it, it's often unexpected yeah you know so that poetic path. yeah it is poetic. It, it, well uh, <laughs> i i thought that they did a really good job with again with the setting um all of the, all of the technical aspects of that um, you know nothing but love and and um anyway we're we're what was I even saying? Yeah, um, well, I wanted to talk about Schmidt and his character. How do you think Matt... I mean, this is Mads Mikkelsen's bread and butter. He's like... I don't like him. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't like him. Like, beyond in this movie or just in general? What is he... Like, I've never seen Mads Mikkelsen be anything other than Mads Mikkelsen on screen. Right? Now, the same You're can not be, wrong. <laughs> the same can be said for Jack Nicholson, okay? But Jack Nicholson has... Charisma. Mads Mikkelsen has Definitely weird eyes, not a lot of charisma. I mean, I didn't like him as a Bond villain in Casino oh, Royale. I just, come I don't. On, Pat. I'm telling you, you're man. I just, me. I just have never seen him. In, I, when I think of, if you're not going to have charisma, okay, which is Robert De Niro, which is Al Pacino, which is um, Jack Nicholson, then you're going to have to have um, versatility. All right, versatility is going to be Dustin Hoffman. Right, you know, it's going to be Daniel Day Lewis, you know. So that's the way I look at it. Mads is kind of like the menacing equivalent of, I would say, Mark Wahlberg, which is I don't have a whole lot of respect for Mark Wahlberg as an actor in general. Uh, uh, yeah, I would, good I would casting, agree. good casting agent. He always plays a cop, but uh, <laughs> this is the only thing he can do. Mads Mikkelsen can only play menacing. And you're right. I just like I do like Mads Mikkelsen. I, you know, what I think would be, you know, you know, Death Stranding, right? I'm familiar with you know, it. I haven't played so Kojima's game. Yeah, yeah. so he's in it, but he really doesn't play a Mads Mick. Like, on the surface, he's very Mads, but I feel like once you get past the surface of his character, Cliff, he's very not Mads Mikkelsen-y. All right. Yeah, So, but, like, you're right. Every every character he's kind of in is sort of this uncharismatic either villain or, like, I remember in Polar, he's not the villain, but, like, he still plays the same mm-hmm. character that he always plays, and in my opinion, he does exactly that here. Fine. You know, I, I, he's I, functional. I, I was going to say he's, flawlessly, he's, but I, I think that's like, that's too much praise. Like he, he does a good job. He he, does, he plays the role he was clearly hired for. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I, and I liked the, I liked how that, you know, he was like the ex you know, the ex Nazi scientist who work on the, uh, the V1 rockets that sent the Apollo mission to space. Interesting background. And like I was mentioning, I wish they kind of went more into it. Um, um, and I, I, I don't really think he, like, his arc as a villain is, like, the greatest by the end. Like, I feel like it's, the like, the movie and the narrative is so much more beyond him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I mean, the it, it's interesting because the main theme that I took away from the movie is the inescapability of fate. Correct, right? yeah. Which is very much. Yeah. It's well, time and fate, which, I mean. Well, the same thing, I guess, yeah. 
but if you think about, I'm not going to go back on Star Wars, but if you go back, <laughs> I mean, if you George, George Lucas, though, the original movie Star Wars, the, the, the theme of fate is tied into all of the different actions of all of the characters throughout the entire narrative. It's, in my opinion, his finest, finest movie for that very reason, because he doesn't actually tell you any of these things. It's just the characters play them out throughout the course of the movie. So when I'm when I watch this, I think this this is George, this is George Lucas, right? That that is and you're not going to get that from I don't know, some Saturday evening post review or something like that. They're not going to go that far <laughs> into it and I probably I honestly I don't think they'll be able to recognize it. But when I saw that th- theme right there, I was like this fits directly into the canon of what George Lucas was doing in the 70s. And I to me that means a lot. Again, it's it's all about respect and it's all there yeah um i i do feel like like since we brought up the time portion of it um i do feel like the movie i don't think jump the shark is the word or the phrase i want to use but i feel like it kind of gets like like i can kind of see the board meeting where they planned out this movie all right we did you know nazi treasure stuff we did crusade stuff we did aliens, time travel, and and someone is like, "You're a genius." Like it, like it must have been so simple because it wasn't really like the next big like thing <laughs> they could do. You got to check checking boxes, R- right? Of right. course. And I'm and I'm you know and I just didn't I didn't and I was like kind of wowed by it at first. I'm like, holy shit, they're going back in time through an a, what looks like a naturally occurring wormhole in the sky, which I guess we'll deal with. Um, and Which I was, is cool. I'm like, it's this is, fun. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, I think I'm just surprised about how much they did. Like, you know, Archimedes meeting Indiana Jones, for God's sakes. I'm like, this is pretty wild. They they take it all the way. Yeah. That's, I'm like, that's, I like, that's why I, and that's, in the end, they did not sissy out. They went all the way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, I, I don't, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like jump the shark isn't, isn't the right word. I'm just, I guess, I guess I was so surprised and a tad off put that they did it because it was just so like, holy shit. Like, whoa, like, what are we? Oh my God. Like, what do we? I'm like, as soon as they went through the wormhole, I'm like, it's his plane that they saw that's on his yeah. sarcophagus. Yeah. I'm like, that's what and it the, is. Yeah. The propeller. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it, dude, it like clicked like instantly. Yeah. I was like, y- he's going to meet him and, and like, the watch yeah yeah that i didn't pick up until like he actually picked it up and i was like did he like craft it because it like when it was all old and stuff it looked like there were like gears in it like something that i guess he could have made i'm like did he like make something off something he saw i was like oh no he just he, he just took checking it his watch. He, just, yeah. he just took it <laughs> um yeah and i was but when he was like I, uh, like being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stay. I'm like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I thought about that. I'm kind of like how they didn't. But he does. Okay, um, go for it. Where am I gonna go with this? They, everybody is mistaken in this movie. <laughs> everybody thinks that something is happening. They think. Now, are we doing spoil? Are we? I mean, we're. Oh, I mean, just we're spo- in spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Do whatever you want. All right. They. The the Mads thinks that Archimedes Dial is a time travel device which is going to take him wherever he wants to go. Okay, Mads is mistaken, right? right? Indiana Jones also has the same conclusion, right? They all think that this is what Archimedes Dial is designed for. What it really is is it's a call to aid, right? He's trying to people bring help back 
to this specific point in time, and he fails anyway, right? Right. And so I, I just love, I love the idea that everybody's wrong. Like, whenever there's a bunch of characters... It is a good point. I mean, you know... To, to like, bring up that they are... Protagonists, yeah, wrong. Even Archimedes. Antagonists, wrong. Archimedes, wrong. wrong. They, like, yeah. everything that they try to do, they can't escape their fate. Like, it's just good writing. Oh, man, dude. I actually... Fuck. That is a really good point. Like, especially, with, like, putting it... Not even in the fact of our characters, but, like, within Archimedes. Like, he tried to... I guess change time like in a weird sense. I don't think he like realized he was doing that. Um, I guess in the moment, but yeah, that's what he tried to do and failed and failed. Yeah. And failed. So it's, it's like I said, I, what, what impresses me about, about the story, about the writing and about the plot and about the realization of that is that they didn't pull any punches um, I mean, they really gave Mangold, obviously, they gave him carte blanche. Uh, I read that the movie cost $295 million to make. I don't know <laughs> that, and not including marketing, which is insane. And, I mean, it's actually insane, even for Disney. I, I, think, I don't think there's any way they're going to be able to make that back. Yeah, I don't think the, weekend, the opening weekend box office was great, right? No, was, I, I think it was... I don't know what it was, but it wasn't. It was less than spectacular. It, it was not what it needed to be. Crystal Skull made eight hundred million overall. This, I mean, maybe they can make five hundred million, which is probably what they're going to have to. Maybe they'll break even. See, and what 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 they don't have against them is now week to week there's better movies coming out. So like, yeah. if I'm between Oppenheimer and Dial of Destiny, you better believe I'm probably going to go see Oppenheimer. What we hope is what we hope are better movies. Yeah, yeah, but, true. But Oppenheimer's also. I mean, it's very different kind of. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, a it's total, not the same. Totally a, different. Totally kind different of movie. movie. Yeah. So this is a breezy, fun, uh, family-friendly adventure right. action movie. This is movie. the summer blockbuster for Correct. all intents and purposes. Yeah. And you know, I feel I don't know. I I felt like everything that I needed to pull away from that movie in order to have a good time, I did. Now, would I? go out and see it again in the theater because it was so... No. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. Yeah, you know, I like, either. I'm not... I, I wouldn't. Um, but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it very much and that when I see it again, I, I won't enjoy it again in the future. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, it's definitely like... I still don't understand how IGN gave it a four. I just don't... People are it, just... It's not... A, it's like, I, I can understand the gripes with Crystal Skull and we talked about it with our rewind review and, and, it, and it was like pretty obvious that just some of the choices were like what are we doing here like why why do this why like you know the cgi gopher the monkey scene um nuclear bomb and actually that's a great segue <laughs> i i sort of like how they brought it up at least yeah they no, they didn't write it off he's his son died in i guess Ab was it vietnam, vietnam yeah i mean they don't explicitly say when when did it could have been korea but when, when did we land on the moon 69? Yeah, it was before Vietnam. So it must have been Korea. No, Vietnam was happening. In Vietnam. Really? Viet, the conflict in Vietnam I thought Vietnam was, going, was like early no, the 70s. Con conflict in Vietnam was going on in, in the, the early, very early 60s, but it didn't escalate until, until it was LBJ who was the one who escalated it. He said he described it as yeah, it's like a, mo a grandma's nightgown. It covers everything. That's, that's the... Uh, the type of military power that was assigned. So it was LBJ who was the one who was responsible for like the draft. Uh, ramp ramping up yeah. the conflict and making it into the full scale war that yeah. it became. And then uh and then it was Nixon who brought the troops. Because I, I was trying to think, I'm like, 
because when he said that, I'm like, it can't be Vietnam. The like the moon landing like yeah. wasn't the, like yeah it was yeah like JFK was still alive. So long yeah and yeah. So I guess you could say a problem. I mean, it could have been Vietnam. Whatever, it doesn't matter. That's what it. But yeah, and then uh, Marion was like, I, which I didn't, which I, I found it odd how they kind of brought her back at the end, and like you know, it seemed like she was not doing well, and then I guess like she comes back, and I guess she's like, I mean, that, okay. they just they whatever they just right whatever slap that together at the end. It's not exactly right the best ending, but but it is interesting. Um, how Indiana Jones is kind of like he has like nothing. I mean, in his life, it's 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 like they kind of put him on rock bottom. At eighty years old, he's has his job, and everybody drinks the whole movie. By the way, I love that. There's not a lot of smoking. All right, everybody should have been smoking, and everybody should have been drinking the whole time. But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot, a lot of, of alcoholic. Yeah, like which ca- is great. That's what they drinking. should be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you know. Spe- speaking of drinking, what do you think of Antonio Banderas's weird character? Like, why cast him for that? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I I was like, like, is that Antonio Banderas? (laughs) For like seven lines? Antonio. That's, yes, that's... Indy. That's me. uh, Look, there are... (laughs) There are... They seem to find things very easily. Like I said, if you want to just pull the thing apart, it's very... It's it's pretty easy. Right, and that's what I was doing. They just go to fall and lay out. Here's this treasure. Here's this adventure we're going to. They... They sort of rope them together really loosely, and the plot seems to move along, which move, works against it and works for it. Maybe they could have spent a little bit more time on developing those plot points, like going to the bottom of the ocean and Antonio, and a little bit less time in the love triangle uh, chase sequence throughout yeah. Cairo or wherever they were. Um, because of the T. Uh, were they in Istanbul? No, because of the T. Um, Tanzania. That's it. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, could have so, been a little bit. Cut five minutes out of that really long chase sequence. What, what did you What did you think of Phoebe Waller Bridge's character, Helena Shaw? I brought it up. I didn't really like her, but I'm. I think you mentioned like before we started recording that you liked her. So I I'm, inter- I'm interested to hear. Okay. So at first I was like, oh, this woman looks rather sexless, right? <laughs> that was my initial. I was like, <laughs> I, you know, she seems like she checks a lot of boxes. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's not too beautiful. She's a little bit awkward. You know, she's, she's educated very, and very, smart, very educated and smart. You know, yeah. so we got that Mary. What is it? A Mary Sue thing going on? Yeah. Well, I love, probably a little what, opposite what, of it. Well, but um, she makes mistakes throughout the story. She's charismatic. I like that about the actress. She there there are moments of strange sexual tension, not yeah. between her and Indiana, but between her and other characters. Yeah. So she is a more fleshed out human being. That's another thing about the writing in the movie that really impressed me was the fact that each one of the characters has the ability to grow throughout the story. They all start out one way and they end the movie slightly changed by their interactions with each other. I feel like that is not only um, mimesis, that's, it resembles life, art resembling life, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's, what happens in real life is we meet people and we develop relationships with them and then those relationships eventually end for whatever reason and right. then when that happens we are changed slightly as a result of that so i find that real um and i enjoy it and i felt like that was su- more or less successfully done for each of the characters even for mads believe it or not when he realized his yeah yeah Total flaw. Fuck. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. destroyed everything that he'd ever hoped for, and 
His arrogance had brought him so far in life, but it couldn't bring him where he wanted to All go. Right. How poetic is that? Yeah. Where he really wanted to go, he never could have gotten. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Damn. You're not making me think the movie's better, but I, I like how you're you're seeing the things I am totally like ignorant to. Because I would have never really thought about that. Um, you did. You did also have a week to cook on it. <laughs> I did. No, I don't. I don't. I, I, and, but the truth is, I hadn't I've, actually. I saw it less than a day ago. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's still like it's still it's still settling. But I, dude, I I I like that. I like how the the concept or the the narrative um point of fate and time is like intertwined um in the movie uh with both Shaw characters. Like mm-hmm. you know, like how he's obsessed with the dial and it. Does he? How does he die? Like he dies, but like how does he die? Who? They, Shaw. Who is Shaw? The uh, uh, Indy's friend from when they were younger, Helena's father. He dies, but they don't. They s- don't tell us how oh, he, he dies. dies. He dies off screen, right? But I'm we like, get the idea that he's gone. But it, but the, you know, he's can, he, he's been driven mad, right? This journey, so uh, whatever, after however, the dial. It, however it happens, you know, I, I get the impression that he met a, a sort of Edgar Allan Poe fate. You know, they found him bludgeoned over the head in an alleyway or something like that. It's left to the imagination. Yeah, I like that. But we know happen. that the, the that the dial kind of drove him to like the end. Well, whatever that means, it's obsession. It's so, it's uh, that's just the idea of obsession, and you see that through all throughout the Indiana Jones series. You I know, mean, when, even with Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, absolutely. Remember, yeah. he's reaching for the Grail, and I can, Dad, I almost got it. I almost got. It. What does he say? Indiana, Indiana. let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> let it go. Indiana. <laughs> I can't do Sean. That's my best. Yeah, Sean I was like, I, I, like that's um, as good as getting. Yeah, I can't do Antonio either, but. Just to touch on that, I, I he's I guess he's a big fan. I don't know how yeah, he I don't know how he got involved in that. Is he a friend of Mangold's or something? You know, like they they wrote him in and then they killed him off. And I was glad to see he was there. I'm glad he's working. You know, I, I've always liked Antonio Banderas. Yeah, I got no even, problem with it. Even I just though found, he, I found it funny, he's got charisma, but he's not a particularly Indeed. versatile actor. Um, yeah. But he's got charisma. What did you think about uh, our short round character, who I think his name is Teddy? Yeah, it's a little weird. A little weird. I, 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 he's a good physical actor, right? When when he's supposed to be in in distress, I believe he is in distress. Stress, okay, yeah. there's a bit of a though they did the language barrier again, similar to short round. Um, it seems it seems a little cheap. You know, it seems yeah. like they're kind of just kind of cashing in on the yeah the, the, the idea. prototypical. We'll, we'll all, you know adjust the race a little bit. Adjust, you know, he's not the indie sidekick, but he's her sidekick. But I thought that he's fine as a physical actor, but he's the language barrier, so he's trouble delivering lines. You, you know what I think? I was talking to my dad about this, and I'm like, you know what? I think they had him there because somebody had to save them from getting back to the current right. time. Because well, that's why he's there. That's, that's true. What, that's what they. That's it, that catalyst. He fly, flies the plane. Right. I'm just like, and it was so weird the inclusion of the guy in the plane. I, I like. I'm like, what is it? Who is this guy? I was like, when they when they pan over to him, I'm like, who is that? Is that like old Indiana Jones who like planted himself there? Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, we're you know we're about to have this time travel moment. I'm like, is this no? It's just some random pilot. Some random pilot. No, I, 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 but I love that too. I t- finish the thread on Teddy. I liked him. Okay. I didn't. He's no short round. Did he have no? Exactly. He, he didn't. He didn't have the charisma. That's that's. He doesn't have that. Like short round has a lot. One a lot of lines. Two yeah. was 
a really good actor. And I mean, not just charismatic. I mean, like he just had a lot more to work with. So maybe if they gave Teddy more to work with, we, we would like, yeah, he kind of comes in. I don't want to say halfway, maybe a little bit before halfway. And then he's just got these, he's always tagging along, but he doesn't have that larger role. When they go to Sicily and I'm like, I'm like, he's coming with, I'm like, they're they're just bringing him along. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's Phoebe, you know, she, she was bringing him along. Yeah. Yeah. True. I didn't like how they were very money focused. I, I found that like to be this, like, like, like I was saying, like this e- irredeemable quality of theirs, and I couldn't understand like where their loyalties and like their characters actually lied in like the moral spectrum. Uh, that sounds like Harrison. That sounds like uh, Han Solo. It's, uh, <laughs> right? No, it's um, no. That's Aver- a good point. That's a-, 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 a good point. Okay, so like avarice is the root of all evil. That's 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 where it goes right. back. And, you know, why, so why are you getting the treasure? Why? Money, why? money, money. Yeah, she says it like three or four times. But it, but right away she goes. Why does she go after that treasure if she's going to just try to sell it? Right, and that's where I'm like, well, this is bullshit because uh, she's motivated by her father. Because. I think there's a sentimentality to it, and I think a part of her wants Indiana Jones to chase her and take it away, right? Hmm, or okay. Mads, I, I think that there's sure. a su- there's a subconscious level Another of that character that, that exists there, yeah. because obviously that's, that's what ends up happening. So I was, I was off put by it as well. I, I thought, wait, but she's really trying to gamble this thing away? That right, she's like immediately it, selling this thing? Like, <laughs> like it just... It yeah. strikes me as odd. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I and I think that's what it like the the oddness of the character. I'm like, I just was like, I, I feel like she should clearly stand somewhere, and she's not. She's like on the fence of being good and bad constantly. And maybe that's interesting and different. I mean, I, it is to to kind of play my opposite point, but it just didn't feel necessary what, to do that. What makes Han Solo a good character? Because he's ambiguous. He comes back, right? He has everything. He finally gets the uh, money. Right. He finally yes. gets the... He has everything that he ever wanted. Sure. And he leaves, but then he comes back. Back, right. All right? And he, he, still and does he the, saves at the, end of the, day, the day. He does the right he's, thing. Yeah, correct. Right. So how do you make a character interesting, okay? What you have to do is you have to introduce some form of... Um, like you said, moral ambiguity, and she's got—I mean, she's got daddy issues. I mean, like, not to, I mean, like that's what it, you know it's what I mean. Fine. That's what she's got. She's, you know, her father went insane and died at a very early age, and just before that happened, she saw a conflict with this guy, and she spent her entire life obsessing over it, right? And we already know about the theme of obsession and how that plays out throughout the entire series. And then we've got Indiana Jones. His son is now dead. Okay, his wife is now estranged from him. Yeah. He's retired from his possession. You said he's basically at rock bottom. He's drinking by... He's literally drinking alone. And think about it. Like, what if we saw him, like, post-retirement? He would really be on rock bottom, right? He he doesn't even have a job anymore. And and, and he would have... So so this, what it is, is it's an opportunity for... her for him i guess redemption to a certain extent for him because he didn't have the ability he couldn't save his son okay and for her because she couldn't save her father right so you you get these it's almost like um broken puzzle pieces that don't seem to have um all that much in common on the surface but they sort of fit together perfectly and and in 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 spite of themselves 
they end up saving each other, all of them, even, even the surrogate short round. You know, all of these different characters come together. And the other thing is, is when you're coming full circle is you've got Indiana Jones, who had ish daddy issues himself, okay, going back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then in the end, we bookend that. He becomes the father, right? And not, not, not the father that he was or that we, we were supposed to have seen because he just found out he's the father in Crystal Skull. But he becomes the actual father in this one, mm-hmm. right? And then Marion comes back and, they, you know, everybody high fives and it's a happy ending. But Very happy ending. Yes. Yeah, you know. Which, I, I'm which, a sucker for, okay? Which I thought was I interesting. Am. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I like when they, you know, going back to when they were back in time, he's like, I'm going to stay. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, is that how we're ending with him gone? You know, like, are they, you know... Like, Were you saying, like, I was, no, no, don't do it. No, I was like... You'll ruin the movie. I was yeah, like, don't I, do it, Indy. I'm yeah, like, I'm like I, no. I, lo- I was saying it, no, don't do it. Don't You'll do it. ruin the movie. Because like, that's, that's how I'm like, this, I'm like, don't do that. You I'm can't like, leave I, it. You yeah, can't. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, that's how I want it to end. I was just like, yeah, I'm like, that, like, it would be kind of weird, too. Um, it would have been awful. What, what, what time, what time paradoxes would that open, you know? I really gotta. I really find it funny how there's these like naturally occurring wormholes in the sky. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? You gotta do something. Yeah, it's, it, it was just funny. I'm like, wouldn't that like swallow the world? <laughs> like that thing is like I mean, gotta be like very powerful. But so, not to like drag the dis- that discussion on. But it, so is it? Is the the only fissure in time the fissure back to where he existed? Yeah, I think. Well, I think that was the one that Archimedes so, was able so only, to identify. And it only opens at yeah. certain times. And yeah, that was the connection that he had, and it just happened to work out that way. And he never makes the dial. No, he will make the dial as a result of that, or or he'll finish the dial. They, right, there was a, there it, was a prototype of it. Right, he'll finish it after that, and he'll die with the watch and everything, and then they will eventually, all those years later, uncover the two pieces, which are broken in half, and then and then we're back to the train at the beginning of the movie. Right, it does. So, yeah, that's the because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait, circle. does he finish the dial because of the dial he finished, and like, how did he finish that to begin? What does with? the dial look like? It looks like a watch. Right? Yeah, it's like a, it's, a, got, it's an old, it's a timepiece. Well, he's got the watch. Yeah, right. That's oh, true. The inspiration. Right. It was a combination of his, um, I don't know, not magical powers or whatever. It's it's because it's, it's very much a ma- mathematical equation. But I also li- I also like the fact that Indiana Jones addresses the mis- the mystical. You know, he says I've seen things that I can't explain. And right. He, you know, and like, he has. He, right. What, we know what that. Is, uh, you, you know, I love what what is it? You weren't forced to drink the blood of Kali. Uh, That's yeah. a, the best line in yeah. the entire movie. I was yeah. like, that is awesome. I'm glad they brought the Temple of Doom shit up. I was just like, I, you know what's funny? I don't really think Indiana Jones calls back on itself often in in really any of its movies. But I'm kind of glad they did here. Like with the addressing of of the Crystal Skull stuff, with with yeah. the line you just had, I'm like, ah, he's like referencing the journeys he's been on, and like maybe the absurdity of them, and you know, obviously that scene, like the Temple of Doom, is just a crazy movie it to is. begin with. <laughs> they 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 do that a little bit in Crystal Skull when you know yeah, Marcus Brody is dead, and then they they sort of, yeah, but it's it, but it's this like one line to explain away this character that played a a relatively significant role in the original series. I felt like it didn't... It, honestly, I felt like it, it didn't have respect. And then, um... This does. What's a guy who plays Gimli's, Gimli's name? John Rhys Davis. And he plays... What's his character I mean, name? whatever. They, 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 Salah? Yeah, they yeah. bring Salah back. And he's back. like, dude, the end when he's running out, he's like, I scream! <laughs> he's like, I'm like, this is hilarious. It's very silly. That, yeah. You know what? 
Give him hell, Indiana Jones. They brought him. Uh, see, that's okay. Is that is that a little bit of the nostalgia? I, I like that. Uh, I, I think like, it was fine. Me too. I didn't have a problem. With yeah, I'm like this. But this makes sense. That did it need to happen? No. No. But is it a good time? Sure. Correct. Yeah. So like. What else do you want from a movie? I don't know. No, I think you're right. A I summer think movie. I think overanalyzing this doesn't help it. Yeah, not like, at all. Like, sort of, I am. I feel like I'm like, not, I'm not trying to be negative. I don't, uh, you know, tell me, if, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've been like that negative. I don't think but I, I think I'm just kind of like looking at it and kind of, because we're being critical, picking it apart a little bit. I mean. As the, we would do with anything. It's the nature of explication. You right. Know, you, you take a poem and you put it on the, you tack it up on, I had a professor said you would, you tack it up on the wall and then you rip it apart. Yeah, yeah, and I, before we uh, ended it, I don't really think there's anything else I I'm, I'm, we're skipping or missing. There's there's always something we miss. But Trio wrote wrote in um, he, to give me his thoughts a little bit, just so he could be included. Uh, in the podcast a little bit. So he had this to say. Overall, I enjoyed Dial of Destiny much more than I was expecting. So same ballpark as me. And I guess you. Absolutely. Yeah. The performances were all around stellar for me, but there was one too many action scenes and the de-aging at the beginning uh, did nothing but distract me. I will admit... Yeah, I, I, I think he's right it's a, about It's all, a bit long in the tooth. We didn't mention that. I think it is a bit long in the tooth. I agree. Uh, shave off a good half hour, and I think you have a solid, if not great, indie film. I didn't love Indy's character set up at the beginning because it's almost identical to how we find Han Solo in Episode 7, but the scene where he uh, explains what happened uh, to him makes up for that. Probably my favorite scene in the film. His goddaughter was a good addition as well. Uh, she grew on me throughout. I give it all a solid seven. There's a potential nine in another cut of this movie. I don't disagree with like anything that he said. Maybe yeah, I, mean, I think that's pretty good analysis. Yeah, I think we have a difference with uh, you know Helena Shaw, but I think overall he's pretty on point. Yeah, I think we could have shaved off some time. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's the middle where we're on the ship and we're going between the underwater portion. By the way, Antonio Banderas' character makes a point to talk about depressurizing. And what do they do? Not depressurize. They would have died instantly. Just saying. I mean, <laughs> but he's like, like, when you know, when you come up three minutes, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like deep star six. I'm, when they, the guy explodes, I'm like, I've seen the movie. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's you, not good. Yeah. You that's it's very dangerous. And, and, I, and they were pretty deep. Um. But yeah, there it kind of like dances and drags in the middle, like a, a, a bit too much, and I think that's where they could have shaved time off. But hey, it is what it is. Not everything's perfect. Pat, anything else you want to say before we uh, we uh, close this out? No, I don't think so. Well, dude, thank you for coming back. I, I appreciate it. Uh, you're ne- you've now been on you know the proper series. I know our rewinder series is kind of like a little seasonal thing we do, but you know you've been on a review now and. We appreciate it, man. You always, have, you always have great insights into film that I just do not have and probably never will. So I appreciate it. You never know. <laughs> Wait 20 years. <laughs> so if you've been watching live on twitch.tv slash Network, we very much appreciate it. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found, including youtube.com uh, slash Delco Nerd Network. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, at Delco Nerds. Um, all this information can be found on our website, www.delconerdnetwork.com, where you can join our Discord and join in all the fun discussions. I know we were talking about um, Indiana Jones' um, weekend box office stuff. We usually talk about box office stuff, I feel, like for Flash. God rest that uh, poor movie. It didn't, it didn't deserve those, those low numbers. But anyway, 
Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you again next time. Stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.